The big question is, what are the top entrepreneurs doing to get more sales, dominate their category, and how can you get the same results without chasing likes and comments? It's time to flip the script. This is the Virtually Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Corville. Please subscribe. Let's get started. Today, we're talking with Dory Stewart, and she is an expert in online, obviously, but franchises is her her expertise. So I just, I'll, I'll let you uh, explain to the audience, Dory, what exactly you do and how you help your entrepreneurs. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. And yeah, I am the owner of The Franchising Spot. And what I do is I help people find franchises that are the best fit for them. So I'm kind of like a matchmaker, (laughs) but for franchise businesses. And, um, you know, there's thousands of, of franchises out there and it can be a confusing and long process. And so I help people make the best decision for their lifestyle, for uh, their financial situation, for their interests, you know, we kind of look at all of those things to match them with the business that they're going to love for the next 10 years, usually. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And how did you get into that as your expertise? Can you give us a little insight on how that started? Yeah, well, I was a high school engineering teacher. And I found that my own young children at the time loved what my high school students were doing. And this was back in 2008. STEM wasn't a buzzword yet. And I decided that I needed to teach engineering to young kids. And I started a business and it took off. And I ended up getting people after a few years into it, contacting me, asking me if they could buy my curriculum or if I would bring my business to their hometown. And I started looking into ways to grow my business. And I found that franchising really was the best business model that fit my business best because you really need that owner operator that knows their own community best in children's education. Mm. And so I franchised the business and over the next 10 years, I grew it to 165 locations in 35 countries, reaching over a million students. And also through that process, I gained a ton of insight on the franchising industry. And I, you know, got my certified franchise executive credentials and I now know all the ins and outs of franchising, and I understand the other side of things in franchising. And so when I help people find a franchise, I know what the franchisors are looking for. And I also understand the disclosure documents, the legal side of things, because I've been through it. So I can help people find those red flags, and I can help them ask ask the right questions to franchisors because I've been in those shoes. And so, you know, I I sold my business in in 2020 and now I'm I'm giving back. Um unfortunately, in franchising, it's still a man's world. 
only about 30% of franchisees are women and only about 10% of franchisors are women. So I just love helping women get into the franchising industry. Interesting. And so you are a certified franchise executive. Yes. I didn't even know there was such a thing. That's, that's, that's interesting. And um, the question I I had was why franchising over licensing? Because a lot of people license their products, especially in uh, digital like yours was, or yeah, was and, and, and versus the franchise. So you, I'm assuming you weighed the both. I did. So with land, with licensing, I would be basically giving my curriculum to someone to then take into their own hands. They, in the licensing model, they would create their own um, brand name and they would be off and running and I may never see them again. In franchising, they're using my brand name, my marks. Uh, I support them. I create the curriculum. And so it, it gave me the opportunity to have more control over the brand and, and keep the quality that I wanted. And, um, and I, I really liked the idea of having the community of franchisees. And with licensing, you don't really have that as much. Um, if you do have that constant control, then legally the definition turns into franchising anyway, um, if there's you know ongoing fees and things like that. And so I wanted to be able to continue to support them. Um, you know, STEM is a field that, that changes quickly, technology changes. You know, I was constantly updating curriculum and putting new curriculum out. And in return, I collected uh, royalty fees. So I collected a percentage of the franchisee's sales each month. And, you know, we were, uh, you know, digital towards towards the end there. Uh, and, and, you know, the business is still thriving. I sold to an ed tech firm who um, is, is still operating. But we started out, I mean, we were hands-on. We were teaching, um, you know, aerospace engineering. The, kill, the kids were, were building rockets. I taught civil engineering. The kids were building bridges and towers. And so it was uh, very hands-on. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So if you, <clears throat> we were going to kind of, you know, obviously there's going to be people who are going to want to buy a franchise out there. So why would somebody buy a franchise versus starting something on their own? So there's, there's different types of, of entrepreneurs out there. People who like to create things on their own, completely original. And then there's people who want to kind of take the fast track and buy something that's tried and true. And that's the advantage of franchising. You're, you're buying, you know, they call it a, fra- a, a business in a box. You know, you're buying something that's, that's already been created. It's been tested. Marketing's created. The website is done. The email addresses are provided for you. Marketing materials provided for you. So if you want to step into something that's already been uh, proven, you can get started very quickly versus doing it on your own, testing it on your own, making mistakes that can be expensive mistakes. And so there are a lot of advantages to getting into a franchise system. And you have a network of other people in other cities operating the same business. And so you have that community. So it really is like you're, you own your own business, but you still have a network 
of people by your side. So that's a great advantage to franchising. Yeah, because I think the last time we spoke, um, they you don't you don't actually do the marketing. So how did they do the, how did they get the traffic is what I want to, like, how are they doing that? If, if, if the franchise isn't doing it, then how are they doing it? Yeah. So it's really kind of a, um, it's a, it's a joint effort in a way. So the franchisor provides a marketing strategy. And so let's say it's uh, the summertime and the franchisor creates a summertime marketing plan. So maybe they come up with new ads or um, a new hashtag for a new product or a new season or something like that. They trickle that down to the franchisees, but then it's ultimately responsible to the franchisee to take that, change it up to make it locally appropriate, and then disseminate that in their local market. So it is a joint effort, but but the franchisor doesn't do the marketing for you. They'll create marketing materials for you to use, but they're not going to actually do the marketing. They're not going to get out there in the community. They're not going to be the one posting on Facebook each week, you know, talking to people and and doing all of that. That's really up to the franchisee to do. Okay. And so if you were like with the franchise... um you're the franchise or right so i get those mixed up um <laughs> the franchise or do they do all the all of the um graphic designs and all of that if they're doing let's say it's a it's a marketing material would that be considered marketing material for social media and all that yeah most of it is done by the franchisor and a lot of times the franchisor they'll create templates so to create, um, you know, let's say a social media ad template, and they'll create things that can't be changed. So brand specific things that can't be changed on that template, but then say the local phone number and email address and the right. name of the city can be changed and the franchisee can, can then customize the templates. That's usually what is done in in that situation. A lot of franchisors are are very strict on um, marketing. You know, they don't want the franchisee to go create something that maybe isn't the right colors or the right look. So a lot of times they'll they'll really want you to use their their templates. Okay, all right. Um, that's that's interesting. Now, do you also like you help them? Obviously, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, I remember, I, I'll never forget this. I was getting shelf genie in my, in my garage, like a, like a like kind of garage tech or whatever it was called. And I remember meeting the guy and he bought this uh, shelf genie and the garage tech uh, franchise. And his sister, I think said, or sister-in-law said to him, don't buy a food franchise. Okay. He said, yeah. And he goes, and you know, that was interesting, but, and so that's why he went to the, the, to mm-hmm. shelf genie and to franchise. So do you, do you agree with that? Ah, so that's a really good question. Um, food franchises are hard. They're hard. They have the biggest turnover. They also, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they're also, one of the hardest industries to get funding for. It's oh. it's very strict because a lot of restaurants didn't make it. 
Um, also, the other sector that is very difficult to get loans for right now is uh, the beauty sector. So uh, salons, you know, things like that are difficult to get loans for. Right now, it could change, but the pandemic kind of, you know, tightened the belt on on that. But yeah, with restaurants, I mean, you have to have a very large it's a large investment going into it. You need a lot of capital to lean on for a while because it takes longer than most other industries to recoup your investment. So Mm -hmm. if if you're well capitalized, I mean, there's some extremely successful, um, you know, restaurant franchisees out there, um, but it's hard work. I would, I would imagine it's Mm -hmm. very, very hard. Um, And it's interesting because Chick-fil-A is an interesting concept because you don't actually own the actual, you don't own the real estate. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't own, you're just a person who's like the guy running it around, running it. You're kind of a glorified manager. Yeah. Exactly. And so it was interesting considering how much it's, it costs. Yeah. It's it is very, it's very expensive. So tell me what, um, when, I mean, obviously you're helping women do this and what, what are your like top three franchises that that you tend to direct people towards? Um, I'm obviously it's going to base be based on the fact that you know what their needs are and wants are as well. But you know if if you know we've we've known each other a few times now, so mm-hmm. if you know if you were to come to me and say you know these are my these are my top suggestions i don't know if you want to say one two or three whatever how many but it i'm sure you have somewhere where you kind of go i've had success in this one or you know that kind of a scenario mm-hmm. what what would that be yeah i mean there's always certain businesses that validate well and so what i mean by that is they have happy franchisees and that's the best indicator of success. If you have happy franchisees, you're doing something right. And so there are there are two businesses, uh, well, maybe three businesses that come to mind in particular. Um, one is Tudor Doctor. They validate very well. They have very happy franchisees. They have very strong um, leadership in their home office. They provide very you know top quality support and training for their franchisees. So Tudor Doctor is is a really great one. Um, In the senior sector, so senior care is a very hot industry right now. The pandemic created a very hot industry because people want to keep their loved ones at home versus sending them, you know, into a home. And so there are a lot of home health Um, senior care agencies where Mm -hmm. they provide caregivers, they're doing very well. And one that validates very well is called HomeWell. Um, They have very happy franchisees. Again, they have very good quality home office uh, staff, and they provide really good support for their franchisees. And then the other one that I love is Ace Handyman. And the pandemic also elevated that niche because people are working from home now and people are looking around their house and they're like, oh, <laughs> I could really fix this. I could, I'd like to fix that. And so a handyman service helps out the, 
the do-it-yourselfers who maybe want to do most of it themselves, but then they need help with something else. And so handyman services and actually the entire home services industry has done very well over the last couple of years because people are at home. They're, you know, spending more time looking at all the projects around their house. And so that industry is doing very well right now. Wow. Uh, it's interesting. And that now if somebody what I, I love listening to, to you talk about this and how, how it all um you know, the trends that are happening. But if somebody was to, could somebody do exactly what you did? Um, and do you teach that? Uh, if somebody were to take their program, and maybe it's digital program, could they turn that into a franchise? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there are some things that you have to think about if your business is franchisable. And I love helping people with this as well. Um, and I think that I am uniquely qualified to do this because one, I've done it, but two, when I franchise my business, I was told by several consultants, your business is not franchisable. <laughs> and I proved them wrong and I'm proud of that. But yeah, um, they said to me, okay, you want to teach engineering to four-year-olds, okay, you're crazy, and no one could duplicate you. The reason why you are so successful in your hometown is because of Dory. You can't duplicate that. And so I said, yes, I can. I can create curriculum that can be replicated by anyone and taught in any town. And, you know, I proved them wrong because I was able to do it. And so that's really the, the thing is can you recreate exactly what you're doing and have someone else deliver it with the same quality and without missing you. If you are the key ingredient and you are the only reason why that business is successful, then that consultant would have been right. So that's the key ingredient. Can it be, can the same business be successful without you somewhere else? Right. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. It's uh, um, an interesting arena this whole front, the franchising part. And I think that, I think that more and more people are going to require you and your, and your program to teach people how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think there's going to be more and more entrepreneurs out there that are going to go, yeah, I want to franchise this and, and, and build that. And I think, I think it's a really interesting little niche, you know, Really, really interesting. Um, and I, I just, I'm really, I've heard about a, a really interesting niche yesterday where this lady who does not have a store, she has a social media account and that's it. And she sells like beds and, and they're beds for like NBA guys. Oh, Right, because they're a lot bigger than the normal yeah. bed, and and so there are these huge, huge, gigantic beds, and they're long and they're wide. And so I thought, well, isn't that interesting? How would what would make somebody think of that? But right. you, you know, there's just uh, okay, maybe she had somebody that needed one, um, yeah. but clearly a need. <laughs> uh, clearly, um, and so one of the things that uh, I, I'll, I pretty much you know 
hit everything unless there's something that you wanted to share with somebody you know share with the uh, audience on franchising that you know you you that they need to look out for maybe there's something that hey don't do this or hey there's you know um, yeah this- I would love to share that I think that the biggest mistake that people make when they are looking at franchises is they go directly to the franchisor and they don't go to people like me so let's say, for example, they are interested in opening an education franchise and they love a specific tutoring company. I'll, I'll use that as an example because I already brought up tutoring. They, If you go directly to that tutoring company, you're going to hear their spiel, their sales pitch. And once you get to that point, it's really... Uh, um, you know, a a feeling and you develop a relationship and you can easily get emotionally sucked into something and not look at other options. If you come to someone like me, I can show you other options and you may end up going with the exact same company, which is great. But if you don't look at other companies and you don't talk to someone like me, who's going to give you advice such as, When you are down to the final two businesses that you're looking at, getting into this 10-year relationship with, I'm going to tell you, don't just call the franchisees that the franchisor is telling you to call because they're going to tell you to call the successful ones and the ones that are going to validate well. Call the ones who have closed down. Ask them how their exit was. How was their experience? Call the ones that aren't doing so well. Call the ones that are in markets like yours in markets not like yours. So I can help people go through the franchise disclosure document. There might be things in there. I mean, it's a 150 page plus document. I can show you the sections of the agreement to look for. Has there been litigation? You know, there's a lot of things to look at. Whereas if someone goes directly to the brand that they think they love, they could end up making a mistake and being stuck in something that is very expensive and lasts for a very long time. Well, so you're giving them the pros and cons, not just the pros. Whereas if you go directly, you're getting just the pro. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, my services don't cost anything. I'm paid by franchisors. It doesn't cost anyone any extra money to go through a oh. consultant like me. And so there's no, there's no risk. And I don't tell people what to purchase. I guide people to make decisions that are best for them. And so by not using someone like me, you could end up making an expensive mistake. And I hate seeing it. Oh, my goodness. Who knew that? Yeah, that's a great, I mean, what a great model. I mean, to get paid by the, the French, you know, the different franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's the big mistake, everyone. If you're thinking about doing a, fran- you know, a franchise of some sort, definitely go through Dory because you're not paying for her. Um, you're paying for her, her expertise through the, uh, whatever franchise you choose. And like she said, it's a 10 year commitment or more. And so, you know, and, and, and franchises aren't inexpensive. So, you know, you're putting a lot of money up front. And so um, that is, that is amazing information. Um, where can people find you Dory? Uh, which, yeah, so my website is franchisingspot.com. Okay, spot.com. And are, you are on Instagram, where, and your Instagram handle is? Yeah, just a- so uh, franchisingspot. 
And then I also have a podcast where I talk about um, entrepreneurship and franchising. And each Friday, I feature a different franchise brand, uh, my Franchise Friday segment. And that's She Turned Entrepreneur. And I'm on Instagram at She Turned Entrepreneur. I'm glad you mentioned that because I I see that you have a lot of interviews and I'm, and that's a great, you know, Friday franchise day in looking at specific franchises. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. I mean, geez, Dory, you're so smart. Um, (laughs) You're just such a smart lady. Um, And, and do you have anything that you want them to um, maybe download or anything like that? Uh, no, but if you go to the Franchising Spot website, um, you can schedule a free call with me and, you know, bounce your ideas off me. Tell me what businesses you're interested in, or if you have a business that you're looking at franchising, I'm happy to chat. Awesome. There you go. There you have it, everyone. Definitely make a phone call to Dory and uh, get, get started talking with her first before you do anything. That's it for now. Bye for now.